Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Self Podcast. In today's conversation, GJ, Jose, and I read through chapter four of the book, Follow My Leader. We discuss anxiety, journaling, and TikTok. We're publishing the episode today, January 4th, in honor of Louis Braille, the founder of the Braille system of written communication, who was born this day in 1809. We hope you enjoy the conversation as we all learn to see with more than just our eyes. Hey, Jose. Hello. How's it going? Going good. Oh, right on, you did it. Good job. <laughs> now, hopefully... I Oh, hopefully GJ's works as well. Yeah. So that seems to be it. Look, mm-hmm. Looks like you open up the second message you get and then click on join this call and you join yep. right in. That's cool. Yeah. So it seems like Finally. on your end, it was pretty easy. Yeah, I just pretty much clicked on the link and it actually did it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's taking so long with GJ. I'm thinking he might have run into an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just uh, stay right here for a minute. Okay. Let me see if. Uh, let's see if I can invite him again. Hey, GJ. I'm going to send you another invite because it looks like Jose was able to connect. So please stand by. Open mm-hmm. up the second notification. And then click join call. I'm going to send you another invite because. Okay. So Jose, um, you just hang out here for a second, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, I just sent that on my iPad to GJ. Seems like it was pretty simple from your end. So you open up the second notification and then do you remember how many buttons you had to go through till it said join call? Oh, okay. You try. You had to try a couple times. Yeah, but I got the hang of it now. Nice. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna invite GJ here one more time. Okay, so GJ liked my audio message, and now I have sent him another invite using Anchor. And my now he's read it, and now I'm crossing my fingers that he's gonna join. Here it comes. Right? Let's see. Come on, GJ. Nah, I still don't see anything from him. Oh, buddy. Actually, we don't have to do that because GJ has joined the podcast. Oh. I think. His name is here. GJ, are you there? Yes, I am. You did it. Let's go. Right on. Okay, so now that you guys are officially on the podcast and we're actually recording right now, I wanted to give you a little bit of history and and then see what you guys want to do with it. So the last time we uh, the last time we were all together, all three of us, we were reading the book, um, mm-hmm. Follow My Leader, and we were on chapter, I think we read through chapter three. Um. So we could, we could continue reading that, right? Because I think we did read chapter three. 
Yeah. Um, or I've started this new with the new year. I started my podcast discussing different topics and I have a couple of topics that I wanted to, to talk with my guests about. And I don't know if you guys remember Jonathan. Do you remember Jonathan from PV? Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been connecting with him on Instagram and he's going to join the podcast tomorrow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been, he's been doing some, he's been taking some classes, I guess, at Alan Hancock. And I think he got accepted to Humboldt state. And so I'm going to follow up with him and ask him some of the same questions I'm asking you guys. So I'll leave it up to you guys. Do you want to, do you want to have me interview you about the different topics that I have written here or should we read um, another chapter in the book? Um, I feel like we can try out. Um, we could read the next chapter. Okay. GJ, you agree? Uh, yeah, I was also, I was also thinking of, uh, probably doing a little bit of both. We could probably start reading the book and then if we have time, we could probably do the, um, interview. Yeah. The question things. Yeah. Um, that sounds good to me. Looks like we read chapter three. Oh, so we're in chapter four then. Yeah. And then Mrs. Thompson said, all right, give me your handkerchief and let me blindfold you. Then we'll try it. (laughs) Did that sound familiar? Did we already read this part? It kind of does, actually. Yeah, I think we did. Okay. All right, let's go to chapter four. Okay, so. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, at the end, he's talking to his sister and he called her Midget. He says, thanks, Mm -hmm. Midget. Yeah. Jimmy wished he were as sure as Carolyn. Okay, here we go. Chapter four. Carolyn, Jimmy called. Can you come here? He had been home from the hospital for several weeks and his mother was at work. Just a minute, Carolyn answered. She was in the kitchen mopping the floor. This had been Jimmy's chore before he lost his sight and he did not know that Carolyn had taken over it. She set the mop upright in the pail and went quickly to Jimmy's room. All right, she said as she approached his door. Then as she stood in the door, the open doorway, she continued quietly. What is it, Jimmy? Look, Midget, Jimmy was serious. You know, I never minded you borrowing my things, but now you'll have to tell me about it. Tell you about what? I haven't borrowed anything. You borrowed my blue sweater again and you didn't put it back. But I didn't take it, she protested. I left it on this coat hanger, Jimmy argued, and now it's gone. Let me look. Carolyn went to the closet. Here it is on the floor in the corner. Oh, I'm sorry, Midget. Jimmy apologized and added, thank you, as she handed the sweater to him. It's all right, she said. Now, if you'll get out of here, I'll straighten up your room. Jimmy went to the kitchen for a glass of water. Holding his hands as Miss Thompson had shown him when he walked briskly towards the sink. Suddenly there was a crash, clatter, bang. Carolyn heard the noise and rushed to the kitchen. 
she saw a stream of water flowing over her clean floor and spreading fanwise as it traveled. Jimmy was laying on the floor, wrestling with the mop, one foot in the overturned pail. It looked as though he were trying to swim in the shallow, soapy water. Carolyn didn't want to laugh, but she couldn't help a giggle as she tried to ask, are you hurt, Jimmy? But all he got was her gurgle of laughter. What's all this? Jimmy was angry. Wait, I'll help you up. Carolyn pulled at his arm, but was laughing so hard that she had no strength. She tugged again and her feet slipped in the soapy water. She splashed down beside him. It had all happened so quickly that Jimmy didn't know where he was. He tried to raise himself on his hands, but they slipped on the wet waxed floor and he splashed back in the water. And that set Carolyn laughing all over again. Finally, Jimmy got his foot out of the pail and Carolyn scrambled back to her feet to help Jimmy get up. What happened? Jimmy asked. Well, if you must know, she told him, I've been mopping the floor for mother since your accident. I'd finished when you called me. Oh, Jimmy was getting the picture. You left the mop and the pail in the middle of the floor. I just left them for a minute and I fell over them. And you messed up my clean floor. Carolyn complained. I'm sorry, Midget. I messed me up too. It's all right. I can mop it up again. But you did look funny. Oh, now I'll have to take a bath and change my clothes, Jimmy grumbled. I guess it was my fault, Carolyn asked. But I didn't know you were coming to the kitchen. You're all wet too, aren't you? Jimmy asked. I heard you fall. Sure, I'd love to have a movie of us. And Carolyn laughed again. Jimmy had just finished dressing with his wet hair plastered down when the doorbell rang. He opened the door for Miss Thompson. Good morning, Jimmy, she greeted him. My, we look all spruced up. Yes, Jimmy answered. I, I had an accident. Oh, what happened, Miss Thompson asked as she entered. Well, I was holding my hands the way you showed me, Jimmy complained, but I fell over a pail of water Carolyn left in the kitchen. That is something of a problem, she said. You must see with your feet also when you are indoors. Okay, I got to stop right there for a second, guys. That's so interesting. She said you must see with your feet also when you're indoors. So for you guys, have any of your family members ever left something out and you've tripped over them? Well, for me... I'm actually very, very good about making sure things are, are in front of me that, like, they actually let me know and all that, which which is nice. But yeah, but like, if there's like kids in the house or something that that leave stuff on the floor, sometimes they they would tell them to pick it up or something because the fact that I I can't see, and also the fact that me and my brother both are also um, we can't see, and so that kind of gives my parents the like they they really understand our, our our that we can't see even my sister. Got it. So the family members are pretty conscientious about making sure everything's where it's supposed to be and and not just like left out on the floor. And they're and they're very good at directing. Um, like like they would often would tell me, "Oh, the dishwasher door is open," or "Oh, this is in front of you," or like they would actually like tell me pretty good. Um, 
kind of where things are, you know? Yeah. Where I would ask okay. them. But pretty much they're, they're pretty good about making sure things are, are you know, not in the way or they would let me know. But, yeah. Cool. What about you, GJ? Have you had any accidents? Yes and no. I mean, sometimes they would tell me and sometimes they kind of forget. So, yeah. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> I'll just well, find my way around, you know? Yeah. Well, as I'm looking around <laughs> here, I mean, I'm realizing like I have a, like our remotes for our TV are sitting on the floor and there's like a pillow on the floor. We have a little <laughs> heater that's out in the middle of the floor. So, yeah, if you guys were here, I guess I would have to direct you around. Yeah. Did it, have either stuff. of you guys ever slipped on a wet floor? Um, there was a few times before, but a I'm, few pretty, times. I'm pretty good about see. making sure that that's another thing that they tell me to is the floor is like kind of wet or to walk to walk on or to walk at a certain point of the the um floor so like where where it's dry yeah okay or, or i just walk slowly i kind of take little steps just to prevent myself from slipping but cool i just remember most of the time um you know since we're just chatting about it this is a good time to uh so gj you talked about mixing in the interview questions yeah why don't you guys, so there's three topics that I had. Okay. Um, the first one was uh, priorities. So I was going to ask you what your thoughts on priorities were. The second one was asking about journaling to see if either of you guys ever did any writing to um, like talk about feelings and that kind of thing. And then the last one was anxiety. Um, and so I was going to ask you guys if you ever get anxiety, um, when you're out in social situations. So keep in mind those three things, priorities, journaling, and anxiety as we continue to read. And then, um, yeah, we'll just get your thoughts on that in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's see. Oh, so yeah, Miss Thompson just came in and said that they need to see with their feet when they're indoors. And then he said, I would have found it with my cane, but you won't let me use it in the house. This sort of thing doesn't happen often, Jimmy. A cane is awkward indoors around furniture, even though you've learned to handle it so well on the street. Where will we go today? Jimmy asked. We've been all around this block, and I think I know it. We're going to do something different today, she said. Let's go to the dining room. We'll need the table for our first lesson in Braille. Oh, yes. You told me I'd have to learn Braille to get my guide dog. Wait, what did you say? I said, ooh, like, like because of the fact that that pretty much, like, because, like, this actually does sound kind of I feel that way, too, about, like, like, for people that don't know that, that I can't the house without bumping into things like um i usually kind of use my 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 like memory of of where they last showed me so like i, I i'm pretty good about picturing where 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 the open areas are like i actually don't use my cane so like i'm pretty good about knowing when to 
stop or if there's something in the wall, I would put my hand out also sometimes mm. to, to see if there's nothing in front of me. But pretty much, I'm pretty much off, always navigating without bumping into the walls pretty much like I'm like I'm actually because I know I just go straight and I hardly ever bump into walls even though there are times where I do but do you find do you think that you bump into them with your feet first and so then you you can tell where they are uh either that or 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 I just bump pretty much like sideways so like if I'm because sometimes because the fact that I don't walk like fully straight of my CP oh like, right like I have I have I kind of have the tendency of walking like a little bit like I guess I could say cricket or kind of like walk a little bit on the left or a little bit on the right sometimes especially when there's like a big space sure so yeah that makes but sense. Than, so if you're going down a hallway, that, yeah. But other than that, I'm pretty pretty good about where I am and where to go. You know, like yeah. Even the air kind of helps me, like identify where the spaces are. Kind of so, like if the open, I just go straight and I follow the the air. Oh, like the breeze, like mm-hmm. if you feel a cool breeze blowing in. Oh, yeah, interesting. No, I never thought about that. Yeah. So you just walk towards where the breeze is coming from. Yeah, or, or either that or the or the sound or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good about knowing what's like open or what's because I'm kind of already used to it. Right. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um. So going back to the book here, it says she said the Miss Thompson said they're going to go to the <clears> dining room. <throat> Cause they need the table for their first lesson in Braille. You told me I'd have to learn Braille to get my guide dog. She said, no, you'll have to learn it to go to school. I was studying the Morse code in the scouts. Jimmy said, why can't I use that? She said, you can use that for telegraphy, but you can read and, but you read and write in Braille. She sat behind him at the table and opened a Braille primer. Before I let you feel the Braille dots, I want you to get an idea of what it is, Miss Thompson went on. We use only six dots in the entire Braille language. To make all the letters? Yes, the alphabet, the number, punctuation marks are all made by different arrangements of the six dots, she explained. We start with a cell arranged like the six dots on dice or a domino. Two vertical mm-hmm. rows of three dots each. And guys, now in the book, it has a little picture. It has the word cell, and then there's the six dots, and each of the dots are numbered. Right. So I, I can see the numbers one, two, three, four, five, and six. Yep. Okay, said Jimmy. I can see that. Each dot has a name, or rather a number. Starting at the left, the top dot is number one, and reading down, the second dot is number two, and the bottom dot is number three. The three dots on the right, starting at the top, are four, five, and six. I think I've got it, Jimmy said. You just count down on the left. One, two, three, and down on the right, four, five, six. That's easy. Braille is easy, she agreed. See if you can feel this one raised dot. Jimmy felt over the paper a while and discovered a little point like a typewriter period. I found something, he said, but this can't be it. It's too small. 
But it is, she told him. That's the letter A, the first letter of the alphabet. Now feel this. And she slid his finger gently on another spot in the paper. This is the letter B, made up of dots one and two. Can you feel them? It just feels like a longer dot, Jimmy complained. Yes, but it is two dots, like a colon. Now feel this one. This is the letter C, dots one and four. Do you remember where they are? I think it's the two top dots, isn't it? That's right, she said. The first 10 letters of the Braille alphabet are made by the rearrangement of the four top dots, numbers one, two, four, and five, like this. And then it has a picture of them. The next the 10 bottom. letters, there's, oh. yeah, no, that's, there are a lot of them. So there's pictured here, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, and J. Mm -hmm. And then she says, the next 10 letters of the alphabet are a repetition of the first 10 with the addition of dot number three. So by adding dot number three to A, it becomes K, B becomes L, and so on. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You're learning, Mr. Green. I'm learning. Right? <laughs> that's oh. the, I do remember um, Lindy and Julie trying to teach this. It was usually like in class when I had other students around and I couldn't, I couldn't focus on it because I was needing to help the other students. But it's so interesting. I didn't realize it was a pattern, though. Yeah. That's cool. The rest of the alphabet follows this pattern by the addition of dot six. Then K becomes U and L becomes V. The French language, um, where Braille originated, does not use W. So the letter W is the exception, and it's a reverse R. Is Braille written in French? Jimmy asked. The French people write it in French, but we write it in English, Miss Thompson said. It was created by Louis Braille who was born in France in 1809. Oh, it's named yeah. after him. Was he blind? Yes, Jimmy, he became blind. He was the son of a harness maker. And while he was playing in his father's shop one day, and he was a very small boy, Lewis accidentally stuck a sharp pointed awl into his eye. Yeah. In both of his eyes, Jimmy asked. No, but both eyes became affected, she went on. After he was blind, he made up a code for himself by punching holes in bits of scrap leather from his father's shop. A secret code? Well, it wasn't secret, but no one else could read it. Hey, that gives me an idea, Jimmy said. What was his code like? Well, I just told you. He punched, bit, he punched holes in bits of leather, but it wasn't long before he ran out of scraps. Then he found that by punching holes partway through, he made a dent on one side of the leather and a bump on the other. He also found it was easier to feel the bumps than the dents. And by hammering down the bumps, then he could use the same piece of leather many times. That's the way the Braille system started. Did you guys already know that? Yeah, we actually, yeah. We actually read, we used to have the, the um, on, um, in Braille on, on our brown notes before. Really? Huh. Yeah, that's cool. That's well, actually I'm... one of my favorite books. Is it really? Mm hmm. The Lu so is it? Do you know what it is called? Is it just called Louis Braille? Yeah, it's pretty much just called Louis Braille. 
Oh, I think I'm going to have to order that book next. I was next. kind of shocked when they found out it was a Yeah. Huh. I think his birthday is, I think is to this month. I don't know if it is or not, but I think it's this month. Really? Thanks. Okay, let's see. Louis Braille. Let's I'm gonna look it up. Louis Braille. Yep, January fourth, eighteen oh nine. Oh wow. Oh well, so it's a Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, we should publish this on. Uh, I should publish this in two days on his birthday. Oh, now I'm getting now. <laughs> oh, man, this is a good idea. Yeah, that is cool. Yep. OK, then I'm. Well, OK, we'll do something like that. Yeah. OK, I may want to publish it earlier, but maybe in the description we can say in honor of Louis Braille. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, or. Or I was thinking you can publish it today and then we can make a new one tomorrow and then publish that on Tuesday or something. Uh, tomorrow. Let's let's see what happens on Tuesday. Maybe we can meet for a quick one yeah. um, to just wish him a happy birthday. Okay. Something like that. I mean, Sounds good. And he died back in 1852. So, mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty much a whole like... Like, um, yeah, I guess I could that. say it's a, I don't know if it's a generation or if it's a decade. Oh, it's, it's much further than that. Let's see. 1852. So he was born over a hundred years ago. That was, what? he was born 110, 111 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Dang. He only lived, looks like he lived to be about Oh, he died on January 6th. He died two days after he was born, but, you know, what, 40 years later? Yeah, 43. I think he lived to be 43. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, so he died two days after his 43rd birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Um, Let's see. Okay, I'll go back to the book here. And so she said that's the way the Braille system started. Jimmy said, and he thought all this out when he was just a little boy. Oh, no, she explained. The Braille system has been changed, improved and simplified many times until it arrived at its present form. And you may be interested to know, Jimmy, that this same Braille cell is used by the blind all over the world. It's a sort of universal language. I'll bet you can't write Chinese in Braille, Jimmy said. What were you going to say? I was saying, yep, it is. Um, system. Mm, yeah. Universal, but all over the world, probably like a, yep. a global system. Um, so he says, I'll bet you can't write Chinese in Braille, Jimmy said. You'd lose your bet, Miss Thompson told him. The Chinese don't spell out the words as we do, but they have symbols and signs in Braille that make Chinese words. I told you it was international, but we'll be satisfied just to study it in English. Now, let's get back to our lesson. Jimmy's unaccustomed fingers found dots where there were none and failed to find dots where they should be. He dropped his hands into his lap. I'm sorry, Miss Thompson. I can't see them. 
They just feel like rough places on the paper. You're doing fine, Jimmy, she encouraged. Don't be impatient. I can't do it. It's easy enough for you. You can see, and I can't, Jimmy complained. But you can see, Miss Thompson corrected him. You've only lost two eyes. You trying to be funny, he asked. I only had two eyes. <laughs> You're mistaken, Jimmy, she explained patiently. You have an eye on the tip of each finger, one at the yep. end of your white cane, one more on the point of each shoe, and the one great eye in the center of your brain. People don't see with their eyes. They see with their brains. They don't feel with their fingers or hear with their ears. When you touch something with your hand or when you hear a sound, the brain tells you what it is. We're like beetles with a lot of feelers, and you only lost two of yours. Oh, I just got chills. That's cool. That is a really cool way to to describe all of that. Had you guys heard you guys have heard that before, huh? Yeah. I actually yeah. I I actually I like the fact though that the the fact that we, we don't have to rely on vision for, for reading can actually read it even if it's even if even if lights are off or on. Right. And we save energy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Huh. You know, that makes me it seems like a good time to ask you guys about anxiety for a minute. Do can I ask mm-hmm. you, do either of you guys get anxiety? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How does so one thing that I was thinking is um what I've noticed with most of the people that I've talked to who get anxiety, they um one of the things that they can do to help themselves is they close their eyes. Yeah. For, and, for, yeah, for us, we're, we're pretty much like we either speak or, or like, like, or, or like kind of how we feel or what, what, what is. Cause I mean, we, we do, we do experience the same thing, but we just can't like, we just do it in a different way, really. We really have the same kinds of anxiety that that others have. Like you know, that side of people can. So like we, can, like um, how do I explain it? Um, because like there's a lot of feelings that that we would often um experience. Yeah. Yeah, what I guess what I was thinking was as I mean, I obviously I know that you guys would experience a lot of the same emotions and everything. But um, like when I knew pe- when I know people who are experiencing anxiety, experiencing anxiety and they close their eyes, it's it's to shut off the the nerves of the eyes so that they don't feel like they're so overwhelmed all the time. But if you guys are used to, if you're used to feeling around kind of the way that they described in the book, like that you have an eye on each end of your fingers and, you know, your cane and in the center, like just because you don't use your two eye nerves, you still could get very overwhelmed with things and you don't have the option of just closing your eyes to block it out. Cause you're not using those nerves anyway. So 
to deal with anxiety, do you sometimes you did you say you talk? Sometimes you talk out loud through the anxiety or you you write about your feelings and that kind of stuff? Uh well I was just kind of like like cuz I mean I kind of don't really know exactly what fully um isn't anxiety like kind of a a sort of uh like where you have a lot on your mind basically and you're you can't really like like think or you can't process certain things at once yeah um it says here i just i looked it up just to be real clear about it, it says anxiety is a feeling of fear dread and uneasiness it can oh, be a now, normal, I, now i get it yeah yeah it can be a normal um reaction to stress so right. you might feel anxious when you're faced with a difficult problem at work or if you have to take a test or when you're trying to make an important decision oh yeah now now i now i get it <laughs> yeah so it kind of anxiety does kind of relate to priorities and to journaling and stuff because you know we are going through our lives we have to make decisions each day and uh and sometimes all of those decisions we have to make can become pretty overwhelming yep you know another it was interesting when she in the book it said um, for Jimmy to feel with his feet or to see with his feet. And when some people are experiencing anxiety, they're actually told to think of what their feet feel like on the floor. So it's kind of interesting. Like sometimes when we use our eyes all the time, there's so much stuff that we can see that sometimes we forget that we forget like what our own feet feel like and where our own feet are sometimes. Right. But I would think that you guys probably don't experience that particular uh, feeling, right? You're usually, are you guys are usually, do you feel like you're pretty in tune with where your feet are and what your body is doing in space? Well, in space, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Or I, I'm in space. I just mean like in the air around, not like out in space. That was kind of funny. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there are times where we do end up thinking, "Oh, what if there's something that?" Because usually when I walk, sometimes like, like I know, I know, I know that that the earth, that we have gravity and all that, and that pretty much the floor is pretty much straight. Mm-hmm. But I often would get like these little like like. Um, you know how, you know how, like when, when you go to the mall, like for example, whenever I go to the mall and I ride one of those electric escalators, I get this feeling of, of like, like, like I want to step forward when they tell me to step forward or, or like when my cane finds the right spot for me to step, there's times where I end up thinking, wait, did I step on actual step or did I step on the, on the edge? Cause usually when I get onto the edge part touch the edge in between um the escalators i often Mm -hmm. think to myself like wait uh do i go do i go on the down step behind me behind my do i go on the 
step that I'm currently like have stepped on. So like the the step that that's in front of my feet. Right. Yeah, I had the same uh, same type of thing. And the fact that it moves too, like while you're thinking, it kind of makes it like it could be kind of a, a fearful thing, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because it's well, because it's moving. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I would be brave enough to try to close my eyes on an escalator. That seems like it would be really scary. Yeah, especially if you don't have a cane or if you're you're like with a lot of people sometimes. I mean, with a lot, I feel a little bit safe actually. But then at the same time, I kind of like um. I don't know. Sometimes escalators can be kind of frightening. I would think so. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm going to go back to. Okay. I'll go back to the book. So it says we're like beetles with a lot of feelers and you only lost two of yours. And he says, I think I've lost the feeler that reads Braille. He said, <laughs> Carolyn came to the door to ask quietly, please? Sure. Jimmy was thinking. What is it, Carolyn? Miss Thomas asked. Mother made some sandwiches before she left this morning. Will you have lunch with us, Miss Thompson? There's plenty. Miss Thompson glanced at her wristwatch. Thank you, Carolyn. I'd like a glass of milk. Carolyn brought the tray and set it on the dining room table. When Jimmy reached for a glass of milk, Miss Thompson quietly pushed the Braille primer aside out of the way. What are all those funny little bumps in the pages? Carolyn asked. Miss Thompson explained the dots. You must have Jimmy teach you to read them. Jimmy began to feel a little more important. You can leave notes for each other and it would help Jimmy a great deal if you would study it. Miss Thompson part of the Braille alphabet with the regular alphabet printed under each Braille letter. The sandwiches looked good, and at Carolyn's insistence, Miss Thompson joined the children with their lunch while she explained to Carolyn much that she had told Jimmy. Of course, you can see the raised dots, Carolyn, she said, and with the alphabet printed under the, dot, under the dots, it'll be easy for you. Carolyn drew the primer toward her. But the alphabet isn't printed in the book. You can learn to read the dots without the letters, just as you can learn the keys on the piano, Miss Thompson explained. While they were still eating and talking, the doorbell rang. Carolyn went to the door and called back. It's Chuck and Art, Jimmy. What shall I tell them? Ask them to come in, Jimmy, Miss Thompson said. I'd like to meet your friends. Chuck and Art came in and were very much interested in the sandwiches. So Carolyn had to get two more glasses of milk. There's a new boy moved into the neighborhood. Chuck said as Carolyn left the room. Yeah, Jimmy was curious. Who? His name's Hank Saunders, Art said. He thinks he can pitch, but he's wild. What's he got? Jimmy asked. He's got a good curve, Art answered, if he could find the plate, and we need him. Jimmy cupped his hand over an imaginary ball and flexed the muscles of his arm. He can't take your place, Chuck said, but since we've lost you and Mike Adams... You've got to have him. You wouldn't need him if it weren't for Mike, Jimmy said slowly. He clenched the fist that had been holding the imaginary ball. Who is this Mike? Miss Thompson asked. Chuck and Art looked at her and then at each other, 
but they didn't speak. He's the guy who threw the firecracker in my face and did this to me, Jimmy said bitterly. Miss Thompson looked at Jimmy's face. We may be able to correct that all that, Jimmy. She laid her hand on his shoulder. How, Jimmy challenged, can you make me see again? Not with your eyes, she said quietly. I told you, there are many other ways of seeing, and you will learn to use them. That's the end of chapter four, boys. Oh, wow. Oh. That's it for chapter four. So, yeah, that's interesting that she sounds like Miss Thompson is being really optimistic and trying to help him through the challenges that he's going to be facing pretty soon and that he's facing right yep. now. You guys have pretty optimistic people in your lives right now? Yeah, I mean, actually, there was a, there's just someone that actually was way out there and like how to like because I was um of how how I do things as a blind person or how how do I read like braille or money basically like I was kind of showing them a few things oh. and yeah just yesterday you were yeah yesterday yeah. Like he was very, awesome. very curious. He was very curious, like, because the fact that he knows that I'm very, like, just that I could do a lot of things pretty much independently. Yeah. Nice. So, what, GJ, I know that you like to send, like, you're always sending me different tweets and stuff from, like, motivational theory. I think yeah. that's, that's the account. That one usually. <clears throat> That one seems pretty optimistic too. Yep. It's always saying things like, um, you know, keep, I don't know. I can't remember any of them right offhand, but keep moving forward. Like recognize your friends um, has to do with like sticking up for yourself and being brave and that kind of stuff. You like hearing those optimistic messages. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah, especially on TikTok, because the fact that a lot of people they're kind of like thinking to themselves, like, how do blind people even know how to do TikTok videos? How do they do like stuff? And I actually do follow a few videos or people that are blind you, on TikTok. You're on TikTok. Well, Jose? I have to. I have TikTok, and I've have made a video, but I'm. Yes, my end. Oh, you just cut out there a little bit. So you've oh, you have a TikTok and I you. Much... Oh. Oops, sorry. I was <laughs> opening up TikTok because I was going to search for your. <laughs> I pulled up my iPad while you were talking, and I wanted to hear. So you have posted something. Pretty much, it was just more of a like introduction, sort of little. I just said like hey people this is uh jose or i was like i was kind of like just making a i guess i could say it's like a little um message of just kind of trying out like 
Oh, I got you. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I've got yours right here. You have, have 43 followers. Yeah. Actually, a lot of them, they're either like just or, or find interesting, basically. There's just a lot of um, pretty much well, a lot a, of my but... like Oh, what happened? Yeah, the, the videos and the sounds that you like? Yeah, a lot of them either funnier or I just find like and yeah. Well, I'm looking at the people who follow you. Oh, Eduardo? Eduardo follows you? Let's see. The ones that were in, in... Yeah. Cheyenne. Oh, GJ, you have one too. You have a TikTok. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> what? Yeah. Glenjo8. I see you right here. Yep. I'm going to follow you. I just followed you too, Jose. Oh. All right. Cool. Oh, sweet. Oh, Tina's on here. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot. Um, especially. Um, Jose, it looks uh, like, so I'm looking at one. Are you Jose Damien Puga or are you the, um, or are you, the one I'm looking at here just says Jose Damien. And then the other one says Jose Damien Puga. Do you know uh, which one you use? Um, I think it's Jose Damien. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let me go to. Let's see if I can find it. Well, that's cool. I did not realize that you guys were on TikTok. So now I will look. Do you guys have any any um, specific songs that you like the best? I uh, haven't. I'm pretty much. I'm. I don't really have a specific favorite for like I usually just like whatever sounds good or what's you know um, okay so nothing I, comes to mind yeah what about you GJ I haven't been on there so I'm not in I mean I do have the app but I just haven't been using it gotcha okay and maybe Jose since we're on here Jose could probably help me out and try to use it. Cool. Yeah. Sound good, Jose? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can... I was actually, like... It's actually a pretty straightforward app, really. I mean, it's really made just to either watch or create video. Yeah. That's pretty much the app is what, what it's designed for. I just signed in with Apple on that one also. But I also well, cool. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll probably send you guys a message on TikTok later. We'll we'll reach out that way. But um, we should probably end this. I have to go to Costco now with oh, okay. my wife because she had surgery, so she um she has to get around. She had surgery on her foot, like her oh. ankle, her uh, Achilles tendon, so she can't walk right now. So I'm gonna have to. Oh help her out to the car and then we're going to go to Costco. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Hope she gets hope she gets Yeah, yeah. thanks. She'll she'll be yeah. fine. She's going to it'll be a couple of weeks before she can walk again, but um she's recovering nicely, but thank you. I'll let her know. 
But um, you guys all publish uh, for the podcast. And then I'm going to, I'll talk with you in a couple of days and we'll set up the next one. I'll send you guys a text. Alrighty. Sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. All right. It was good talking with you guys. Thanks for joining again. All yep. right. Thank you. Mr. All Happy right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Alrighty. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and the podcast today. Uh, I'd love for you to reach out to me on any of the socials at slow Jesse is my handle S L O J E S S E. So take care and keep building your healthy self.